Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar in order to own all things FPL related. We are coming to you live on the 20th of September. Game week 5 has just blitzed on by and as per usual we're left to pick up the shattered pieces of our FPL teams. But it's not all doom and gloom this week folks. We actually have uh, a bit of a surprise. We are bringing back the FPL high stool. And it's going to be at the end of this episode, for those that aren't really familiar with it, it's just a bit of a chin wag between ourselves and an FPL manager kind of focuses on the manager as opposed to the game weeks or, or strategy or any of that. But uh, stay tuned to that and there'll be all the usual game week five review, game week six preview. And here to help me march through the fog is my podcast partner in crime, Paddy. How are you getting on, my friend? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be back in the pod as always, and I can't wait to get into the the game week five shenanigans. You look you look pretty buzzed over there. Uh, I suppose we might as well just get straight into it and and keep him from hanging out in the cold. We have a a special guest this week. He's specifically asked to be called an FPL expert. I thought it was a little bit you know uh, a little bit over the top, but hey, we're we're great hosts. Uh, please allow me to introduce a man who finished top five k last year, and uh, he's well known around the FPL community, especially on Twitter. You might know him as Chief or at FPL Hints. I'm lucky enough to know him as Ash. Ash, how are you getting on, my friend? Yeah, hi, guys. Um, I'm anything but an FPL expert. Um, yes, going all good, thank you very much. Good to be on and good to talk about FPL, I guess. It's good to have you. It's good to have you. Paddy, I know you're, you're, you're holding it in. Do you want to say hello? Just get it out. Just go straight into it. Go can on. I just can I get blow the load? Do it. Go on. Go for it, Paddy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've been waiting for that moment. I've been waiting for that moment so I can get it out. I'm good, guys. You know, um, I had a shite game week, so, you know, couldn't be fucking arsed even chatting about game week five. I just want to chat about game week six. But you know what? I'm really excited to have Ash here because I love Ash. And uh, I'm looking forward to having some great game week five insight from the FPL expert wanker he is. (laughs) What have you let yourself in for, Ash? I know. I've... (laughs) Um, <laughs> I've opened a can of worms now. <laughs> it's too late. We've hit the record button, so there's no going back. But I will push on into some FPL. Uh, Game Week 5 has passed. Not the worst of weeks for myself. I got a a whopping score of 68 points, and that was post wildcard. That saw me move from 296, just inside the 300k, up to just inside the 200k mark. So a bit of a recovery after last week's raid. Nothing massive to talk home or to talk about. I mean, Salah's captain, Ronaldo scored, Rafinha, Bamford returned. And uh, I suppose the big talking point for me, or at least the, the person who I can thank for, for saving my game week or turning it into a green arrow, at the very least, is uh, Antonio Rudiger with a massive 14-point haul. So all good on my end. And Ash, how did your game week five go? Yeah, it was actually um, surprising. It went surprisingly well, considering you know the, the anom- anomalies that we had uh, in that game week. I yeah, you know, scored about seventy-one points and um, got bailed out by Captain Mohamed Salah. And it was quite interesting. Like my bench got eight points off the bench as well. So all in all, 
cut my rank in half. And um, I've got two free transfers now for game week six. So, um, yeah, just I just hope there aren't more game weeks like that where we have all these, like, no-shows, like, negative points. So, um, yeah, just, just yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm kind of just hoping for the best now for game week six and see what happens. That's all we can ever do is hope for the best. Um, 71 is a is a whopping score, especially with no transfer use. Yeah. And that sees you, I think, push up inside to the top 30, 32k at the moment. I don't know uh, how much rank matters at this stage. What about you, Ash? Just while you're while we're on your team, how much do you, like when do you start looking at the overall rank and kind of worrying or or taking you know satisfaction in it? I, I think there's two ways of looking at it. Like some, you know, some people will say, "Oh, it's a marathon, not a sprint." You know, all the you know, like the, the casual managers are using the chips. So the, the rank, as we know it, is quite like um, artificial at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. That's one, you know, that's, that's the long-standing like maxim in FPL, right? But I go by a different maxim. I go by the maxim that a, a good start is a head start, to be perfectly frank with you. Yeah. You know, in, in many ways, we're all going to merge onto that template fairly quick. In fact, the template more or less already exists. So if you can get a good start, you're very lucky and it helps you build momentum. And it makes it basically puts you in a position where you can make safer shield picks as opposed to riskier sword picks. And even at this early stage in the season, I think that makes a huge, you know, huge amount of difference. So. Uh, again, I'm not sure if if that's you know if that's might sound controversial to some purists out there, but I honestly believe that you know good start can help, and it only comes by luck to be honest with you as well. Um, but if you haven't got a good start, you know there's plenty you know plenty of time to catch up. What 30 plus game weeks, and just don't panic. That's the main thing. 100%. I mean, like, I think depending on how you start a season, it doesn't define the season, but it does define the how, what choices you make throughout the rest of it. You know, as the season progresses, if your rank doesn't improve or you want to, you know, maybe kind of jump uh you know jump up the up the rankings then you're going to need to be looking like as the season progresses you're going to be looking probably more and more to up i think up chase is the the common parlance now uh upside chasing so you might look to captain that you know fernandez in a week where everyone's captain salah you know especially now that fernandez all of a sudden seems to have become some kind of fucking differential like how who would have predicted that four or five weeks ago that in game week six people could legitimately call fernandez kind of a differential paddy what about you uh you all on the fernandez train now or have you jumped ship to ronaldo oh yeah i jumped i i well carried a couple of weeks back and um i'm, I'm completely now on the, on the ronaldo train i'm, I'm glancing over at the uh, fernandez and you know he got the assist there and he's still you know He's keeping with, you know, anyone who's kept him will, will be happy enough. But I think it's got to be Ronaldo for me. Yeah. Before we break before we break down the Ronaldo, well, I suppose jump into the Ronaldo argument once again. It seems to be, you know, it's just it's just one of the hottest talking points since he, you know, rejoined United. Uh, how did your game week five go, Paddy? Um, you said it didn't go too well. Too well. Yeah, sorry, it's it, it wasn't great. Um, I'm looking here at the average is 55, and we're we're chatting off off air, and um, 
we all agreed that the, the average was was over. It was quite high. I, I didn't think it was going to be as high as it was. I got fifty. I finished up on fifty two points, and um, thankfully that I had I had Salah captain. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking about you know fifty fifty between Salah and Ronaldo. I was you know on that Ronaldo train. You know the buzz. I was going to go with him captain, but I, I just went with the head head over heart, and I went with Salah, but. The defense let me down. Wall, that Wolves result was crazy. I didn't see that coming. Cody, zero points. I had Aileen, two points. Williams for Norwich, nothing. I was lucky to get Christensen. Because I, like, that was a decision that I was thinking, oh my God, I, I got him in last week and he didn't even play. And then they were playing Spurs. And I was thinking, this isn't going to be a good week for my defense. But he was the only defender that actually pulled me out of a hole. <laughs> He got me six points and I was buzzing. Um, then um, a lot of like auto subs come on. Uh, there was no Trent, there was no Torres, and there was I kept Antonio. So the bench is just all zeros. Uh, Gilmore came on, got me three. Triori, um, it was the Triori versus Sar. Sar, what a guy. Triori in the bin. And Jota. <laughs> Jota, what's going on? The Simikas and Jota battle rages on. I think it's, they're all tied. And then something positive. I got rid of DCL. I brought in Bamford. And that was the plus five points for my transfer in Ronaldo. Six. So that, that's me. Um, you know, it wasn't a great game week. I had a 250k red arrow. But I'm still positive. Like I'm, all, I'm always going to be positive. Like I think that team... We'll talk about it later, but I'm not making too many changes this week. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I suppose we've done our team, so we we'll might as well jump into the FPL headlines. The week in FPL, as Paddy calls it. You kind of touched on a lot of them there, Patrick. Uh, you talk, talked about Wolves absolutely drawing a blank this week um, against Brentford. And, you know, not just... Wolves assets not delivering, but the likes of Embuemo, Tony, people are assets are players that you know FPL managers had in their teams since a lot of them since the start of the season, uh, all took their time but came good this week with like you know to a massive twelve pointer for for Tony uh, Ash. Do you, have you jumped on Wolves? What's your thought on Wolves? You know, like it seems they seem to have been the talk of the town before game week five, and 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 everything seems to have grinded to a halt right now. Where do you stand on the on the pups? Yeah, so with with Wolves, um, obviously, yeah, they they are they seem to be this season's XG darlings. Mm. Um, the same way Brighton were last season. I feel that they've been rather unfortunate with the difficult games they had initially, and um, over the weekend, you know. Obviously, the results, the result completely went uh, by the wayside in terms of what we were hoping for. I, I feel with Wolves, like I've seen some teams triple up with Wolves. They've got like you know Marshall, they've got um, uh, Traore, Jimenez. I think that's a bit too much, to be honest with you. Um, yes, they've still got a good run of games, and for me personally, if they're not, you know, score, if if you haven't got a Wolves asset right now. You know, you're better off just holding off from getting one for the time being. Two weeks back, um, well, two game weeks ago. But yeah, just all, all of a sudden, it's it, they, they just seem a bit problematic. And how I see it with, with my specific team and with Connor Cody in particular, I'm happy to just have him as sub one for the time being, really. So 
yeah, if, if you've got triple wolves, you might want to re- rejig your team. Um, at the same time, if you have got like a wolves defender, which I'm assuming a lot of people do have, um, and you you don't have a playing bench, then then you're you know you're going to have to start that defender without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, that's just just my take on it really on on wolves. It's just they've just been disappointing. But, no, it's really no. You, the turn is coming, but when? Yeah, and I mean, like, is the turn going to come while the fixtures are still good? That's the question. I mean, I'm with you in the sense that um, I think three Wolves players is probably a little bit too, too one too many, maybe. I think you can make do with, uh, definitely with a defensive asset. There's so much value in there right now with a 4.5 Cody and I think a 4 point, I think he's gone up to 4.6 now, Marcel. But um, so much value in, in their defence. And they've kept, what, like three... Is it just a one clean sheet? Like I can't. I think the last first three matches one nil. Maybe maybe they've only kept a one clean sheet. But you know, as you said, XG darlings also XGC darlings. Um, I'm I'm way out of my depth using uh, you know letters like that because that that's not something we do in the FPL hangover. But I think we all know that you know Wolves are showing pretty good defensive stats and and that's kind of why people were were heading that way. But with Southampton, Newcastle in the next two. I think there's like there's definitely a bit of hope for for people who have jumped on the on the wolves attacking our defensive bandwagon. I don't I'm concerned about the offensive side of things. I mean, I've been banging on about him and his for about three weeks now, Paddy will tell you we were on the FPL surgery a couple of weeks ago, and I and I was all oh, him and his this this look at the shots in the box goals imminent all the usual stuff, and I jumped on them two weeks ago, and uh, I've yet to to reap any rewards from that. And now with Antonio coming back, I feel like it's time to right a wrong and head back towards uh, that side of London. Um, so I suppose the big question is, Paddy, what did you think about him and his taking off his headband this week? Mm. I, thought, I thought it was, uh, it was terrible. But just, <laughs> just uh, going back to what you were saying there about um, Jimenez and Antonio, I was mad jump on Jimenez you know, on my wild card. Yeah. And I was scared off him by Twitter. I, I put up a few, you know, you know, the drafts, wild cards. Oh, you have no Antonio. You have no Antonio. So I went with Antonio. Got me a red card. Classic. Took my, t- t- took my juice. All right. And I swear to God, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I have Antonio now. Yeah. You know, look who's laughing that... now. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I am. I'm quite happy to have, Antonio over fucking Jimenez and the Cody. I've I've double wolves, right? Not shit. I've yeah double wolves. I've tro- I took Traore instead, who's been oh. shite. Mm. And I've got Cody. Cody um, solid. I think Cody's solid enough. I'm hoping that you know, like we we're saying, the fixtures are good. I think well, I yeah. think we I think we're due some rewards. I really do think we're due some rewards from the defense. I love what you said there, though, Jer. It's the attack that we're a wee bit, you know, wary of. You know, it, it doesn't feel good. And if I didn't have a plan in my head for the next couple of game weeks, I'd be very tempted just to boot Triori out and stuff. But I'm just gonna stick with them. I'm sticking with my plan. Um. Anyway, going back to what you were originally saying, I'm happy. That I don't have him and Ace at the moment, and that I have Antonio for the next game week. No, that makes sense. Ash, what about you? Uh, Wolves attacking assets, yay or nay? I I think like I I have a general rule that if players 
are not scoring and you feel they're due, wait for them to score before you consider them as options, really. Like, especially, you know, with, with Jimenez, like, without a shadow of a doubt, and Traore, they are due. I just I just feel really sorry for the managers who sold Tony last week and then they got uh, Jimenez and obviously they, they missed out on Tony's haul. And then there are those who could have gone for Saar and they went for Traore. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the returns are coming, but there's only so much you can wait before they return. Mm. So it's just uh, it's a tough one. If you know, if you don't have them, you're lucky, and if you have got them, maybe a bit more bit more patience. But then if you've wild carded them in, then it just becomes a bit more problematic, I guess. Yeah. So if if you're in my boat, Ash, if if you like jumped on him and his when Antonio got his suspension, and then you decided. Or actually, I don't even know if I, if that's the way it worked out. But regardless, I have Jimenez, and now Antonio's coming back from his suspension, so I'm looking at that Leeds fixture and and the the Brentford one afterwards, but particularly the Leeds one. And I'm thinking, like, I think Antonio has gone back to. I made a mistake. I feel like I made a mistake jumping off him, and I want to rectify that before it bites me in the arse too much. So, do you wait with the likes of a Jimenez, or if you already have him, or do you just go, no, I'm going back to Antonio? I, I think you're going to have to wait now. Like, you know, you, you've, you've put your eggs in that basket. And le- unless you've got no other fires to put out in your team, mm. uh, you know, you, you, I could see what, why you'd want to switch to Antonio. But then the problem with Antonio is that even though he's back from suspension, they've got, like, the European competition as well. And how long will it be for his hamstrings to, you know, be, he's not going to be playing full 90 minutes in Europe. Um, that's the only problem with him. Ironically, I'm looking to sell Antonio after the Leeds game so that I can get Lukaku. But yeah, with with Jimenez right now, it, Southampton, if I'm not mistaken, in the next game. Yeah. Yeah. And just on, on a point of note there, I was so like, disappointed with Cody. And then I've got Livramento in my team as well. I'm actually going to probably start Livramento over Connor Cody in that match. Um, again, it's not to say that, <laughs> that Wolves you know, won't score. But I just feel that he probably offers more value at this moment in time. But yeah, with Jimenez, again, I don't want to give like any wrong advice or you know, in that situation, if you've got no other fires to put out, you probably switch him. But just give him a, just give him a chance now. You've got him. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you have Jimenez now, you give him another, you give him another match at least. And I'm, I'm kind of with you there, Ash. Like I'm, I'm on the the lookout to get Lukaku and. And I know we'll be discussing that further um, later on, but there was a, there was another thing that happened this game week that you know when Antonio got the red, and there was a lot of DCL managers as well, yeah. and a lot of people would have made that move very early. Um, I was, you know, I almost rage transferred him out, but thankfully I didn't. But what I did do, I did go early on Bamford, um, DCL to Bamford. And we got a little scare with that, didn't we? We did, we, you know, with that uh, that audio clip of as as the hamstring pinging gate. <laughs> God, uh, I I swear to you, I was in the WhatsApp group with the lads, and I was, I can't believe I did it. I made a wee move early, you know, just to yeah. get out of the way, and then the next thing, I heard the news that Bamford might have been injured, so I had potentially transferred an injured player and brought in an, an injured player. Thank God that kind of worked out. Now, I'm sitting now with a front three of Antonio, or Antonio Bamford and Ronaldo. And I'm quite happy to keep that front three 
for this game week for game week five. Definitely. But the plan was always to get rid of Antonio and Bamford and bring in Lukaku. Is it game week six? Sorry, just if I'm not mistaken. Oh, about... sorry. Yeah, for game week six. Yes, yes. So that yeah. the plan was always to get rid of uh, Bamford and uh, Antonio and bring in Lukaku for game week seven. So, yes. but now I'm just not too sure if I want to give up that uh, that forward line for Lukaku and just Ronaldo after the Lukaku blank. I know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, it was Tottenham or whatever. But I'm thinking, in my head, but, Lukaku was always going to score goals. Ronaldo was always going to score goals. But maybe my little strike force might be okay. And maybe I should focus on Tories and Traore. I feel like they're, they're bigger fires. Exactly. And for me, it comes down to that. You might have a plan in mind, right? Like, mm-hmm. in this case, Lukaku. But if there are other fires to fight, right, then by default, it is worth looking at them. Because like you've said, like... You know, with Traore, how many more chances are you going to give him? Yeah. Torres, all of a sudden, has become a rotation risk. But with Lukaku, just a side point, I didn't watch the full match on Sunday. But I have to say that Lukaku was very unfortunate not to score against Tottenham. He could have even scored a hat-trick on another day. Like, he just... And the chances that, that Chelsea wasted in the final, like, 20-odd minutes, they really should have scored more goals. 100%. So, Hundred uh, well, percent. Well, hearing that, guys, I didn't see the game. Now, hearing that has changed me. Has given me something more to think about. Now, I, I was out. With, I was doing family stuff. I didn't see the game. Now, I just caught. I, just maybe, maybe I just watched a part of the game where he looked sensational, right? But yeah. Especially the final, like half an hour, especially that he could have scored goals. Also, he was he was so selfless in certain parts of the game as well. He was too selfless, if anything. Exactly. So maybe, I don't know, maybe because Chelsea were leading, he thought, well, I'm going to share the glory with, with my teammates. But it was maybe a lesson learned for him. Maybe if, the, if, if it was a different situation where Chelsea mm-hmm. needed to score to win, then he wouldn't be passing it about. And of course, Man City is the next match. I, I doubt many managers will be drafting or getting him in for that game. But it's that game week seven turnaround. Yeah. But it, your instance right look you've got Bamford good run of games you've got Ronaldo fixture proof you've got Antonio again talisman for his team like anyone who's got that front three right and feels that there's other parts of the team that needs addressing you know look, look to the other parts because those those three right right you you could sell Bamford right easily get Lukaku mm-hmm. but then Bamford could almost outscore like <laughs> outscore Lukaku or match him and then you've got uh, the Traore and Torres problem still so yeah, that's worth factoring in like yeah absolutely. that's that's what I want to ask the both of you just 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 quickly here right my 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 game plan for game week seven was I'm I'm to rule the transfer now okay and I roll the transfer and I have Antonio I'm happy to have Antonio I'm happy to have Bamford of course I'm happy to have Ronaldo um so the, I was going to roll the transfer the things that I'm kind of unhappy about are having Traore and Tories in my team. Now, my, that's that's basically my... They're, they're main players in my midfield. Tories, Traore. Pick Traore because the fixtures looked good over Sar. Fair enough. That's a mistake now, but that was kind of a toss-up at the time. And, and you never know. Maybe Traore does something, but I looking at Wolves, I'm not impressed. Um, Tories out of position. You know... Uh, playing up top, but now 
he's spared. We kind of knew he was always going to be a wee bit spared anyway, but we thought playing up top, uh, yeah. it, it might be worth a shot. Uh, at the moment now, my midfield is Tori, is Salah, Torres, and um, Traore, and I can't even remember the, the other one. Gilmore. Gilmore. Oh my God! Like so, that's that's not that. I feel I'm very weak in the midfield. And Jota. Uh, and Jota and Jota, yeah. Who, you know. Well, what, like, but I think like what Ash is talking about there, it kind of brings like I was going to get onto this anyway, but in terms of mm-hmm. there, he's kind of answered it already. But in terms of that, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Lukaku, you're looking to bring him in. You were saying, uh, Ash, you're talking about Antonio out, Lukaku in. So you're tremium, I believe, is the is the cool is the word the cool kids are saying. So you you think the three premium players is an option going forward? Is that right? Yeah. So. Like, you know, I, I just put this out there on FPL Twitter, just like doing some experiments with, with my own team. And I'm in a fortunate situation where I can have all three without any hits over the next two game weeks. And I just put it out there to say, look, and it's maybe even the, the premium might be the wrong word. It's the formium where you've got Which Trent. Rent, yeah. yeah that's... But that doesn't sound as nice, Ash. So if you could just keep to the script, that'd be great. <laughs> the, we could call them the four horsemen. The four horsemen. Of the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because when they like, blank, your fucking rank is gonna plummet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like how I see it, right? That again, the mindset that I I try to look to. Again, I'm I am not a consistently top ten k finishing manager. That's not my bag at all, right? But I look towards that way because I want to, you know, finish within the top ten k. I, I won't probably won't this season, but that's my aim, right? And they, they always have a balanced team teams, you know, whoever you look at, right? They don't just shove all the premiums in and then it mucks up the team. But with with these premiums that we're talking about, right, with certain formations, in fact with one specific formation, you could you can get genuine balance, right? Like in a and I, I'm gonna say this right, the four four two formation, right, will become very popular very quickly if Lukaku um, you know, re- rediscovers his scoring touch. I say rediscovers if he's not scored in like, like one game. like a year. <laughs> but I just watch game week seven, right? If Mohamed Salah scores, Lukaku scores, Ronaldo scores. I know Ronaldo's fixtures are changing and like they're, they're becoming like red blocks. But I feel that if they all, you know, you want to cover all your bases, right? You want to you want to protect the you, you want to percentages right but the only way you could ultimately do that is by having those three players and of course that might cause captaincy headaches but at the same time you've got the peace of mind that you don't have to hide behind a sofa when when one of those games comes on and i i'll say this again right the 442 formation can accommodate for those three attackers and trent 100 i'm i'm coming off a wild card in game week just like just the last game week gone so i had that option in without any hits it was i could go three and i knew lukaku had spurs and city so that was a tough one but i wasn't going to let that stop me it didn't stop me with the defense and uh you know I, I was more than happy to to go with the two up front but then i felt i felt for a start i thought it was a bit more fun 
uh, having like you know being able to jump between options, the likes of the Bamfords, the Antonios, even your Jimenezes, and then you still have that bit of money left in the that you can kind of hop around in your midfield. I decided against it with the with the kind of the plan to to jump off Ronaldo. I mean, you said he's fixture proof. I agree to a certain extent. I don't think Man United are fixture proof. Um, I think. Lukaku, again, everything you said about that Spurs match, nail on the head. I was watching it now, and obviously, as a non-Lukaku owner, I feel that primes you a little bit. You're a bit more freaked out. But, like, he, there, there were so many opportunities at the end that if Werner could hit a, a donkey's arse with a banjo, or if, uh, I think, who was it that went straight? I think it was Kovacic or something, went straight through at the end. And it was like, if you just shoot there, do you know what I mean? I told, Lukaku could have come out of that with, you know close to double digit hall without breaking a sweat Eric Dyer decided every time Lukaku would run at him he'd look like he was on ice you know like I was just going why aren't you standing up why aren't you standing up nope nope Lukaku was causing havoc back there and I don't know how much of that was Spurs and how much of that is just Chelsea going forward and with their run of of after the City one in game week six but from seven onwards Southampton Brentford Norwich Newcastle Burnley like they are forgiving defence or not forget you know what I mean there's wow. gonna be chances there uh, so like for me Ronaldo to Lukaku is fine I'm I, I don't I'm not too worried but you're set on both forwards Ash you think Ronaldo's just fixed to proof he stays in your team no matter what yeah like look I, there are caveats to that as well in the sense that look, I, need, I need to give full disclosure here that initially my thinking was get Ronaldo and then oh when he stops scoring or his fixtures become problematic switch to Lukaku right mm-hmm. but Ronaldo in that Manchester United team right like he, he is a game changer in many ways and unless he's all of a sudden getting massively rotated right or he's just stopped scoring for them or, or the you know the, the European the, the Champions League's going to causing problems i i see no reason to sell him and i think a lot of managers who plan to sell ronaldo to get lukaku in game week seven are going to have a serious mm. problem on their hands when they do ultimately sell him right and what i'm saying to them is look why not both okay the, and uh, can i just say this that another problem right is a lot of people get scared by the 442 formation in fpl they think it's not sexy they think of like mike Basser, england manager or like dinosaur football from back in the day, but like for the sake of FPL, right? If you can have four decent starting defenders, four reasonable midfielders, and those two strikers, again in that premium that I've mentioned, the, the premium, whatever we want to call it, right? I, I think it can work. I'm not saying it's a permanent formation, but I feel that it can offer a true uh, road into getting those players. And I'm not putting my stake in the ground and saying yes I'm going to do that but to be honest with you I've got two free transfers for this game week yeah. and I've got the, you know I can use them I can basically get Lukaku with three free transfers right if I with three moves I've got Lukaku no hit I can do that right and yeah. again I've got the wild card to tidy up if, if things go wrong as well and it just depends where everyone is at this moment in time because let's just hypothetically say lads that um, you know, Lukaku, Ronaldo and Mohamed Salah, you know, they keep on scoring hypothetically, then their prices are going to go out the roof. So if you don't have one of them, right, it's be- going to become really difficult to then own them in the future, especially if you don't have a wild card. And I, I-, I also want to say that if you feel that you're going to 
cause like imbalance in your team, right? By having all three and Trent, then don't go by that option at all. I'm not saying it's a be all or end all, but all I'm saying is those premiums who we've, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've outlined what the benefits are and also what the drawbacks are, that there is a case to have them all and there is a way to have them. And that's why I want to just put out there, really. Ash, I'm sold. I'm not going to No, I am sold. Because anyway, it was part of my original plan. You know, I've already said it in previous pods. I'm not going to call it the forum, the forum or whatever the fuck, because my arsehole twitches like a fucking rabbit's arse. But I am going to... The four horsemen, that's the way... I already have Trent. Yes. So I, I have Trent. I can get to Lukaku in two moves. Good. Okay. So I have a potential team of Lukaku, Ronaldo, Trent, and Salah, okay? And I feel that I might just scrape through with Tories and Traore and Jota for the next couple of game weeks. And I think I can fix that. I can. I think I can fix that while the, the four horsemen keep the points coming in. I think I can, you know, I have enough time to, you know, sort that little fire out. I, I, you know, fair enough, maybe Antonio Bamford going, no, I'm not even going to think about that. But I think I am, I'm 100% sticking to my plan of going Bamford, Antonio to Lukaku. And yeah, I think that, I think I'm happy with that, that idea. Jer, you're looking like you want to jump yeah. in. What are you thinking, Jer? I think you would jump up on a cracked plate, Paddy, if they if if they had a, a decent rank last year. That's what I think, being one hundred percent. Raid me, fucking sister, <laughs> to get to me, Muller. But looking at your team, uh, Paddy, like I mean, I know what you're saying. Um, you both have city assets. Uh, you have Gundogan, Ash, Paddy. You've got Torres. Are you yeah. in any way concerned uh, about pipe rotation? Are they on the way out? Are you happy to just leave them sit there? Because City's fixtures, yeah. while while looking a bit rough at the moment with Chelsea and Liverpool in the next two, they do brighten up in game week eight. Burnley, Brighton, Crystal Palace. Um, any thoughts on that, Ash? Yeah, so look, with Gundogan, I... Good afternoon, boys and girls. This is a post-production public service announcement. Just a heads up, there was a little snafu with Ash's mic in certain sections of this episode, and uh, the audio cut out. It's not really savable, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that, uh, yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, it's only been about 30 seconds, um, 60 seconds, so it shouldn't be too much lost, but there you go. Is out for a few weeks, and if Foster becomes like the nailed-on keeper, right, for um, Watford for the time being then I could potentially have two 4.0 goalies. And that's a bit of a risk, right? But I could have two 4.0 goalies for maybe a few weeks. And in by doing those three moves, um, Antonio out for... Oh, sorry, I, 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 I have to backtrack. So getting rid of Pickford, who's injured, for Begovic, right? Getting Gundogan out for a four and a half midfielder this week, right? I've got four million plus in the bank. Mm-hmm. Next week, if I want to sell Antonio for Lukaku, that's it. That's all I have to do. Again, there's risks involved because I've got two 4.0 goalies, but um, it's it's a massive gamble. But hey, I've got the wild card. I can tidy up if I need yeah, to as well. Yeah, you've got you've got the wild card to tidy up. That's nice. And do you know what? The reason that I'm going Lukaku and I don't want to be fucking. There's no way in hell that I'm going to enjoy fantasy football not having Lukaku. 
exactly. with those fixtures. And Paddy, can I just say this right? That mm-hmm. you know, we all bang bang on about like differentials, right? And you know, sometimes differentials can be problematic, and for the most part, they are. But I, I want to make a case, right, that for certain ranked in FPL, right, it would be a differential block, right, if you had Trent, Mohamed Salah, uh, Lukaku, and Ronaldo. Do you get what I'm saying? I that do, you could, 100%. That would be like like a shield on steroids or something, right, if you had that and if they all did well concurrently. And yeah. again, caveat I want to say again is provided that they, you know, provided that it doesn't wreck your team, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's a serious option. So, yeah, I, I, I again, I, I keep on saying this. And I, I might live to regret it if it all goes wrong because I am, I'm very heavily focused on having like a template team at this moment in time and playing it safe. That is my bag, right? And that's been my bag for quite some time. But I, I feel the successful awful... bag at that, Nash. A lucky bag, Paddy. If I'm being <laughs> a lucky bag. Did you have? De- do you have them in England? Lucky bags. D- did you have lucky bags in England? What, what are lucky bags? I've just made that they, word they up. They were a fucking pound, like a pound or a pound fifty. They got dear, didn't they, Jerry? When as the times changed, but they were just a bag full of fucking sweets, and then you got a toy inside them. Yeah, it, oh. it was like a Happy Meal for you know that you'd buy in a in a news agent as opposed to you know fast food, a petrol station, petrol station or a news station, agent. Yeah. Like. Uh, there was no child that didn't get a fucking slap in the arse coming out of a petrol station when they saw a fucking a lucky bag, and, wow. they, and they and they didn't get it. But uh, I guess I was just hoping that there was there was a bit of similarities. But uh, you know, I didn't mention this at the top of the show. Ash, you are the first Englishman to be live on the FPL Hangover. We're all friends now, isn't that right? We're all friends now, Paddy. Oh fuck, we're all friends now, bye. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, getting back to to a bit of FPL, um, looking at game week six, we've talked a lot about you know what our plans are, who who were how we're kind of approaching the Ronaldo Lukaku situation, and for what it's worth, before we move on, like I feel that like that could be one of those decisions that defines the season, like this season, um, for you for for FPL managers. Do you think that's the case, Paddy Ash? Um, like, is that is, is it going to be the Ronaldo Lukaku decision, the four, the, the two up top, or do you? Well, th- who knows? Who knows? But I'll tell you, Jerry. I'll tell you what. I'm see now. If I go with Lukaku and Ronaldo and Trent and Salah, right, I need at least something out of Traore, Torres in the midfield and Jota for the next couple of weeks, just at least to till I can fix the situation there in the midfield, like. People now are like, you know, we, if you're going for that four horsemen or whatever, you have Jota. And I don't know. I don't think there's a lot of people on Tories, but there is people that have picked uh, Triori for the Wolves fixtures and things. And I think I, I think that if I go with that, I may be able to just scrape by and get. The, and after that game week, mm. you know, after game week seven, I may be able to fix those little fires. Yeah. But like, yeah. I think I think, you know, who knows with Tories like. He he might be okay for this for for game week six. You know he didn't play game week uh, five. You know it's not like he's just a shit pick all of a sudden. He might be okay again. So yeah. I'll be holding him. Everyone's selling him. Maybe I get maybe I get my juice. Yeah, and look, look Man City did not replace Aguero with a recognised striker. And mm-hmm. yeah, Pep spoke highly of Torres during preseason as well. A lot of people sold Torres before his double digit haul. If we remember correctly, uh, right. not that long. Ago. 
So I, th- I think with Torres, right? Look, Max Sutherland's being him. a big name. <laughs> they did it. Yeah, I was actually watching that live on the on the on his stream, and that really, yeah, poor poor oh, guy. That was the match of the day. That was the day on the ma- the match of the day challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, I think everyone was 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 engaged yeah. in that. That was fantastic. That was a very that was a great entertaining episode. Actually, whenever I was cutting my grass, I was listening to them, and uh, just when they were they were talking about it, they were saying that uh, they should have known by the amount of uh, people that tuned in <laughs> to that episode. They were they were there for the pain yeah yeah yeah. depression all of his chances went wrong sadly on that particular show and like imagine right imagine you sitting home right and doing that match of the day challenge yourself but in that case you had thousands of people watching you going yeah. through that oh, poor guy um yeah i didn't again the, the point is that with, with torres in particular look he, he you know he can still offer you something he's hardly like done and dusted of course you've got the chelsea game coming up as well so we don't know what pep's gonna in that bag but the caveat i'll say is that if you've got a playable bench right then yeah, he should he should he should work for the time being and with season defining um events in fpl right that you could make a case that one transfer may not be season defining but i feel that on a on a micro level it can be and the more of these micro level events take place against you then obviously it's going to be detrimental or you know, if, if they go for you, then it will it will work for you. So they they do all add up at the end of the day, and it's just a case of like, look. The best example we can give is the, the Ronaldo Bruno debate. People like are oh, Bruno trusted, reliable for a year and a half in FPL, and then all of a sudden blown out of the water by Ronaldo, and then the percentages look at them just they're heading in two different directions now. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen, but it, it'll be an interesting one to see you know who benefits ultimately from it. 100%, 100%. Um, before we move on to the high stool part of the show, I do want to just quickly touch on captaincy for game week six. Now, there's a couple of decent shouts this week. Um, Antonio's return against a ever more um, depressing Leeds defence looks very um, attractive as an FPL manager. I think Lukaku against City... You know, obviously that's something you... I, I, I'm i not interested in the big games, so I, I, I'd be happy to look by him this week. But you do have Salah, a, a very informed Mo Salah against Brentford. Um, so there is options, you know. Um, I will be leaning towards Ronaldo. It's kind of the reason I went with him in the wildcard, was specifically to target game week six home match against Aston Villa. I don't rate Villa's defence all that, although the 3 0 against Everton this week was pretty was pretty was a pretty impressive uh result. I, I'm not too um not too put off by that. I think at home to you know you know, you know, at Old Trafford, he's scored in every game he's played in since he's came back. Yeah, I, I'm, 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 you know, it's an easy decision for me, Ronaldo. Paddy, who are you looking towards this week? You guessed it, boys and girls. It is yet again another post-production public service announcement. Audio did cut out here as well. Not too much of an issue. Only about a minute or so lost. But uh, that's showbiz, folks, and uh, hopefully it doesn't cause too much of a distraction. I'll let you get back to it. So that's another option, but I'll be playing the Ronaldo captaincy. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Ash, what were you leaning? I, I think without a shadow of a doubt, like Ronaldo, Mohamed Salah, and um, Antonio will be the three 
most popular captaincy picks uh, among multiple rank players, right? But for me in particular, it's about like captaining EO and you know effective ownership, and in terms of who will be the most popular captain. And for me, I believe it will be Ronaldo, home against Aston Villa. I know Aston Villa, you know, kept a clean sheet uh, in their last game, but I, I just can't ignore captaining him purely because of the percentages. Simple as that. Hundred percent, Ash. Yeah, you used the, t- yeah. the two dreaded words, effective ownership there. Um, how much stock do you put in that, Ash, just while you're here? Because, I mean, I, I never, like, I'll be honest with you, like, up until maybe three years ago, three seasons ago, probably since I started looking at FPL Twitter and kind of getting a bit more involved in, in the FPL community side of things, um, I never, ever considered it. I always put the armband on the player I felt was going to get the most points. And now, I, I won't lie, like, it's, it's definitely something that, pops into my head like if I'm a little bit torn between say for example this week an informed Salah or uh, an informed Ronaldo then I just let EO make that decision for me but has that I- impacted your decisions much Ash? Absolutely and look something happened to me um, during the first lockdown when I had the option of taking the red pill or the blue pill right to use a, a, a very well-known analogy and i was playing this game called virtual fpl which livefpl.net um ran during the first lockdown and again just a standard fantasy game based on you know just, just like run on simulations but with with ownership I, I always knew ownership was important for captaincy but with effective ownership i really i i gave it more consideration than ever before and i thought wow you know like that's quite interesting that certain percentages can really affect your rank. And it got to a point that every single captaincy I did last season was purely based on effective ownership. Not who I think would score the most points, but who I think will be the most captain player. Every single captaincy? Almost every single one. And do you know what I'll do? I'll I'll share something on Twitter which shows you how each of those captaincies did actually. But almost every single one was heavily influenced, if not solely influenced, by effective ownership. And I'll tell you why that is. Because firstly, um, I looked, again, looking at the top 10K managers, they very rarely captain a differential. And you can test that yourself, right, by going on the livefpl.net website. You can track your favorite managers. You can look at their legendary list, track whoever you recognize. And I guarantee... If you, if you pick a list of, like, 20 managers, right, the legends, the consistent top 10K finishers, I guarantee that almost all of them will always captain who will be the highest, you know, effective, the one with the highest effective ownership. And it, the, the reason behind that is that you're basically protecting yourself and you're almost making captaincy, like, you're making it so safe that it's not going to, it's not going to adversely affect your rank, whereas you're not you're not betting against the crowd, right? Yeah, there'll be weeks, right, where betting against a crowd could massively shoot you up the rankings. But it's almost like you don't. It's almost like this mini maxim in certain rank tiers that you don't put captaincy at risk, and that's why effective ownership plays a large part in what you do. And also, if you don't captain EO, right? And your captain blanks, and the EO does exceptionally well. You're fucked. You, your rank will get destroyed, right? So, like I said, that red pill, I, I well and truly took it 
during that lockdown when I really read about it, and I ever since then I've not looked back. No, I I I I get that, um, and I don't I don't think I disagree with you. I think um I'm just a bit of a a romantic sometimes, and it upsets me to to hear FPL reduced to such. Uh, black and white um, numbers yeah. but I get it like I'm not disagreeing I get it and I have this mantra right and again this might sound controversial but I've said this on multiple shows even on my spaces right that I don't play FPL the way I want to play it I play FPL the way I think it should be played and that sounds a bit nuts it sounds you know what, what on earth is he talking about but that's that is my mindset again red pill mentality when it comes to FPL no, hundred percent, and I think um, that's a that's a perfect uh, little segue into the high stool. Um, so if you could scoot on over there, Ash, onto the onto the yep. appropriate chair, that would be oh, much appreciated. There we go. There we go. There we go. I'm gl- comfy on the. I'm glad Patty sent it over to you. I was a bit worried that. I'm, I'm gonna have missed all the pole popping. <laughs> I've still got some red pills for you, Pet Pat. Oh, nice one. So I had to go for a fish. Don't sue us, surgery. But, but um, I did get the gist of the percentage thing. No, you missed it, Patty. You missed every no, but I, but I No, but look, I know what, what you're strong about because when I used to be a casual, like, you, you know. Used to be, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a casual anymore. I'm semi-professional now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when I used to be a casual, I, I just used to either, I used to look at, you know, I used to sell a fucking big player to bring in, you know, player with an easy fixture. I, I used to just throw fucking transfers around the place like fucking yeah. mad. But that's not what you do. You have transfers are fucking special. Yes. They are. They're 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 fucking hen's teeth. They're not as special as you, Patrick. Um over to one cab- sorry one caveat. Go on. Sorry, like we're talking about like being casual, right? My best ever rank, right? I was 110th in the world. And that was during a season where I didn't understand effective ownership. I didn't understand working on the template. I didn't understand all these terminologies, right? I captained uh, David De Gea. I'd captained like other random people. And I finished 110th. So I guess what I'm saying is there are other ways of finishing high as well and being like lucky. But when you get exposed to these, you know, these ways of the template and you kind of get stuck with them but you can have fun and do you well in FPL as well that's one just yeah that Ash you cannot put down that 110 rank to being casual like we were going to talk about that anyway but that <laughs> that was not a casual decision couldn't it be but in saying that I feel that the the bubble and the Twitter and the community side of things really do put the fear of God into you I know it's it's good in an extent, but I mean, it does castrate your decisions at times. Absolutely, it restricts. I think you've got a like you know you've got the FPL Twitter bubble, and mm-hmm. then you've got this FPL template bubble. That's another thing. Then you've got your brain, what your brain wants yeah. to do. Some some people have a brain. Ash, let's not go too far. <laughs> and then you put it in a blender. And then, and then you, you get your decision for that particular game week. But you know, you're right. Like that, it's interesting the amount of times you'd put your team out. And I don't do this anymore, by the way. I don't share my team beforehand. And probably probably seen it when people put their team out saying thoughts, or or, or they just share yeah. it. And then you've got that person 
lurking about saying, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, are you sure? And they put doubt in your mind and then mm-hmm. you join the team. And yeah, that's that's a funny facet to but, FPL Twitter. But Ash, that actually happened live on Spaces this week with uh, FPL Rubber Ducky and Seamus. Uh, <laughs> Rubber Ducky. Oh, yeah. Rubber Ducky fucking basically fucking taunted Seamus for 45 minutes to take to bring Sarah into his team. And Seamus brought Sarah into his team live on spaces. And there you go. But no, it's a double sided edge. You know, Mm. you could, uh, you, you should always go with your gut. I think maybe deep down, Seamus knew that was probably the right choice. But he just yeah. needed someone to stick a wee finger in his arse. You know. Speaking <laughs> I don't go with my gut, bizarrely, because if I went with my gut right, you know how we talked about like transfers being special, right? Yeah. My instinct is to change my team as much as possible every game week. And like I used to like do, you know, minus fours on a Saturday night at one point, right? Mm-hmm. My instinct is to change the team as much as possible for the next game week. But like as much as I value instinct, right, I, I just I have to then split instinct from what I think is right. And instinct and what I think is right is sometimes two different things. I just want to mention that, sorry. No, um, that's worth mentioning. No, of course. And just just before you jump in there, Jer, I just want to say this. I think I've got two managers inside me. Yeah, oh, mo- think, most weekends I'd imagine you do, Petty. Yeah, no, I, I really believe that there's two managers inside me, right? And I know it's frowned upon, and a lot of people make fucking cat managers and fucking, you know, and they do, you know, they do, you know, say the cat's playing and, and they're playing. But I'm I'm a fucking trying to be a serious manager, right? You know, yes. and doing all the, fuck you, Jerry. Right? <laughs> fuck you, right? I, I'm, I'm a semi-professional manager now. I got my first ever top, top 100. I've been on the up in four years, right? I haven't declined. Haven't you? know. It's been the plus and the war, right? So, same personal. But there's this part of me that's, you know, just wants to be this fucking safe manager and do all that EO shit. And then there's this other part of me that just wants to be like, nah, let's not even look at what everyone else is doing. Let's, let's do this move. Let's, you know, just do something mad. Like, you know, there's two, there's two managers in everybody, I bet, though. Yeah, and it's all about the manager you feed, Petty. Isn't that it? Yeah. yeah, I think I saw that on a, a restaurant back uh, bathroom uh, wall one day. But um, can we get back to Ash here, Petty, or do you want to be on the fucking high stool a bit longer? No, fuck you, Jerry. Back to the high stool. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were kind of in the high stool at the moment anyway. Well, we were, and then you just segued right back out of it. So hit the music, Petty. Oh, you're not prepped? You're not prepped for this? No. No, I'm not fucking prepped. Oh, typical. Never mind. I guess I'll continue. No. <laughs> I'm just taking the pace. But seriously, I am moving on to the high stool a bit more. Um, we've talked about your the ranks and we've been talking about, you know, uh, Paddy's already mentioned. You mentioned Paddy's already mentioned the 2011-2012 season, 110th position in the in the whole world like that's a massive rank ash um and before i ask you a bit more specifically about that uh that year i just want to and we've kind of touched on this already but i do want to get your your opinion and how much stock do you put in overall rank uh, as a as a whole you know so, so on that particular point right and it sounds sounds elitist 
and it sounds arrogant, but I, I play for overall rank, to be honest with you, that it's not to say that I'm a, you know, I, I, that I always finish high. I don't. I've only, you know, I, I spent nine years not finishing in the top 10K, right? But, like, let's be honest. Why do people play FPL, right? A lot of people, you know, there was a time when people played it for a laugh in the office and that, you know, you had that guy who captain some random guy and then he stopped playing after two weeks but a lot of managers play fpl for overall rank that's the reality um so i think that's very important but then the definition is what is a good overall rank some people they say i want top 10k other people will say top one percent other people will say top 100k i feel that 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 definition is becoming more fluid and flexible as more managers play FPL. So that yeah, that that's something that is also worth factoring. I don't know what a quote unquote good overall rank is. Mm. It's all subjective, but I I play I play to do well in FPL. And that's that's the honest truth from my perspective. No no that like that makes total sense. Um I don't like it's it's mildly subjective in the sense that it has changed. Um and as you mentioned like what was once you know before everyone would cream themselves about top 10k and obviously that's still amazing but now with the growth of the game with the availability of information and content just it's just everywhere now um i think you have like a a denser bunch of fpl managers that take it more seriously um and so for me i think anything inside the top 100k can be just considered a decent season, good season, excellent season, whatever way you want to put in it. Um, but I'm the same as you in the sense that overall rank has kind of become how I judge my season. But for 10 years of the 14, 15 I'm playing it, it was all mini league. It was all like, do I beat Seamus? Do I beat other mates? Is like, have I smashed them this year? Are they upset that they lost? That was the way I played it. If I could drink a sip from from a, you know, a jar of their tears that was a successful season yeah um, love that yeah so i mean over at least we know where you stand with overall rank and you know i think it's it's com- it's completely understandable and i and i agree with you in the sense that you know it is pretty important and and, and i think that is what you look back at now i'm sure there's a, a few managers out there and i don't know if anyone here is the same but like they'd look back at seasons that they threw away and they'd go man if i was taking this shit a bit more seriously i would have you know played it to the end you know that kind of way but i mean i don't think anyone looks back and goes oh six years ago he got a, a 600k finish I'm not listening to that shit anymore um but going back to your 2011 2012 season 110 in the world i have to ask you did you think at any stage that year you were going to win it the whole thing um to be honest with you i wasn't really in a position to win it um at all throughout any point in the season uh, because I, I got to a point where I think my start... It was it was an interesting season, by the way, because if you remember, that was a season when the game malfunctioned on the deadline, right? Well, that was the free wildcard year? Wildcard year, absolutely. Absolute chaos, right? So a lot of managers who hadn't locked in and then they tried to make changes, it was just too late for them. And again, this is before FPL Twitter really existed, right? So God knows what would have happened now if that had happened, right? So that was a year you had the free wild card. Thankfully, it didn't affect me. I, I just had my team sorted already. But for a lot of managers, that massively affected their rank early on. Anyway, they then corrected themselves. 
throughout the season. But for me in particular, I remember that season very fondly, not just because of the rank, but that was like my first season as like a, I don't even use the word content creator for FPL, but that's when I started my blog that season, September 2011, began my blog and I didn't really know any FPL content creators back then. And that journey of like talking about FPL in on different platforms started from that very point. And then FPL Twitter came along in that season, but a lot later. But in terms of my own overall rank journey in that season, you know, it had a reasonable start. And then things began to change from the midway point. And it wasn't until I took some really crazy risks right where my rank went from like 20k to 10k to 5k to 2k into the hundreds right so i remember this one game week where it was a double game week because bolton i think sadly one of the players had a um cardiac arrest on the pitch and they had to have a double game week um was it muamba if i'm, if I'm not mistaken Mwamba, yeah. yeah geez i remember that oh my gosh that's six years ago uh, 11, uh, 11 years. sorry 11 years 9 years ago 2012 I think um, and yeah anyway what happened was that they had an extra double game week unexpectedly and then I, I don't even know who the EO captain was then right I just randomly plumped for this uh, this midfielder that Bolton had called Martin Petrov who was he was in his like twilight of his career right Literally, no one was captaining him, from what I understand and what I remember. I just captained him on the basis that, oh, he's a, a Bulgarian international. He's very experienced. I had like such a really random reason to captain. I captained him. He did really well, right? And I smashed right into the top 100 um, in that penultimate game week. I went right up to, like, I don't know, 500-something, up to 73rd. Boom. And then wow. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I didn't expect that, right? By taking a massive risk, again... I'm I'm risk averse now. I would have not. I wouldn't even dream of doing yeah. that. Got into the final game week, and Chelsea were in the Champions League final uh, that season as well. And I was very close for a top fifty finish. Right, I didn't know about playing it safe. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, you were and just playing. You were just going on exactly, the one. Exactly. So I bought in Aguero and I bought in Juan Mata. Right, Aguero. We know what happened. Scored that goal. Flipping took his shirt off. Got a yellow card. Lost bonus points for that. Either here or here. Bastard. <laughs> but one matter, um, I bought him, and then he annoyingly um, didn't play in that game week. So I went from 73rd to 110th because of that minus four. And um, anyway, is what it is. I, Aguero, I love him because he scored that goal and probably saved me from falling back any further because I captained him. And um, I knew then. I would never finish that high ever again. I just knew that's like, what, two, two million managers. I knew it was downhill from, from then onwards, and it was. Um, and then at that same time, FPL Twitter really came to the fore as well. That's a different conversation altogether, I guess. But that was a very memorable season, purely because the start of my journey as an FPL addict, also doing quite well on a fluke basis. But um, yeah. Do you, it's a fun memory. Do you, do you know what I love? Do you know what I love about Ash? Just here, sorry, just jumping on there. He's such a modest manager. Like he's he's one of the OGs. And um, before we come on, he gave us to, he gave us you know he didn't want us to call him an expert or a wanker. <laughs> and of course, 
we done that in the first five seconds. But no, that you're such a modest guy, and you know you're so down to earth, and you've had an incredible like FPL journey, and just to, just to talk like that, like how casual you are about it, like that was an amazing season, 100, 110th in the world, like and just it's brilliant and, chatting you and having your knowledge on here on here tonight because I fucking love Yash, and I've seen him, I've seen him now on camera, and he's a fucking handsome bastard as well. <laughs> Thank you. No, I was gonna say, do you know the thing I really regret about that season, right? Because I, I I signed up to Twitter, I think April mm-hmm. of that season. I had like twenty eight followers or something around then. And like, Imagine, I finished one hundred and tenth, and like twenty eight flipping followers, right? Imagine if I finished one hundred and tenth now, that would be like that would be like gold dust. But like, I still oh, remember. Oh, you'd be fucking, you'd be fucking wiping your arse with fucking gold bars, fucking dust. <laughs> but no, thank you. Like, um. Yeah, I, I really, I, I, I look back in nostalgia for that season, right? And last season in particular, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm really grateful because my best season until last season was that season. And like, again, bizarrely, as FPL Twitter grew, my overall rank by season got progressively worse. Again, I look at the fact that I was playing the game in a different way every season. Lots more managers joining. And you know they they've got the tools to make more informed decision, decisions without a doubt with all these websites that have popped up. But last season for me it was almost like 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 Rocky, what was it Rocky Four or something where he goes where he beats was it Rocky no Rocky Three or something I forgot like, like a Rocky type movie where from out of nowhere having really low ranks for a couple of seasons I just shot back up. Yeah. So um, almost like coming full circle again. So I, that that felt really good. No. no. That was good. You're almost uh, answering the questions before you even asked them, Ash. I mean, that was my next point was last year, 5K, absolutely fantastic finish. Um, and then I was basically going to say the year before that, 284K, the year before that, 604K. Pretty manky results, if you ask me. And um, considering your pedigree, what was that feeling like pulling back another 5k or last year was that just relief or did you you know did it never bother you but you kind of touched on it but if there's anything more you'd like to add uh, i think the problem i had was right for 10 for like eight years right i would always share my team before every game week and in fact there wasn't really anyone who's doing that be it on twitter or on blog you know on a blog or anywhere i was one of the first accounts who said look this is my team before the game week that like a team reveal right so it, it's really uh, it's not a good feeling when you're doing a team reveal and then your you know your rank is really bad right and yeah. it was yeah like you know that that's at a time when uh, if I'm not mistaken yeah I, I was like an FPL panelist at that time as well so it's like you're being branded as an expert by one set of people then you're doing really badly and then you've got other people saying how dare you have an opinion when your rank is that so like it gives you like an added pressure as well. Um, those two seasons, I look back at them, right? And bizarrely, I actually had really good starts in both of those seasons. And it was a case of not going by EO. Again, I'm learning from the mistakes now. Not going by the template, not going by EO, avoiding certain high ownership players and taking unnecessary risks that really put me in that position. And I, I remember that I was then put in a position where I kept on going against the grain and going against the grain ultimately just didn't work for me. I remember one particular weekend where I captained Raheem Sterling, scored a hat-trick. It was amazing. But then 
that was just one weekend and all the other weekends I was captaining the wrong person. So it, it just goes to show that like, you know, these micro battles you have on a week to week basis, they do all add up really. Um, but hey, you know, that happened. You had, I had, I had other uh, commitments and priorities in life at yeah. that time as well. I, still do Ash, I remember talking to you around that time where you're having that little blip in your career yeah. and you were like, I, I could feel it. We were just chatting privately. Like, and I hope you don't mind me saying like, um, it, yeah. it, it, it did, you know, affect, it affects confidence, you know, it does. It does. And I remember thinking like, you're a great manager. And I, I remember, you know, my league, I was like, come into my league and you're like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was like, just do it. And I'm so happy you did that season. You did come in because you fuck, that was the season you came, you just came right back into it. And yeah. I was so happy then because do you remember that you were saying to me that, you know, you didn't know if you wanted to do that, that season. And it yeah. does, that's the thing with FPL. It, it creates a wee bit of doubt sometimes, you know, it's, it's a tough game and, you know, I'm so happy to see you like coming back into it as a fucking fantastic manager again. Yeah. And always were. Yeah, you always were. Thank you. Thanks, mate. And like, look, I really, I really appreciated that invite, to be honest with you, because it, it came at a time where I took a break from content creation after, what, nine years? Mm -hmm. And um, again, I wanted to recalibrate and rethink how I wanted to play FPL. And um, yeah, I remember it was like literally, I think it was like I literally joined your league, I think last season, literally on the last possible day of game week. Yeah, one. I really remember that. But you had been at the previous year as well. We've been chatting for four years anyway, like, you know, like, you're always very welcoming to me and we, we always had a good rapport. And it's, it's interesting, actually, because we only spoke in person. Well, we only spoke mm -hmm. last month. How, how strange is that? I've heard your voice. You've heard <laughs> yeah, I've heard your voice and you've heard my <laughs> voice, but we've only actually spoke last month. Exactly. And can I just say that you've touched upon something there that we often don't talk about, like the mental side of FPL, the psychological side of FPL, that mm -hmm. it's something that like we, we often neglect and at the end of the day, look, it's a game, right? But then some people are heavily invested in the game. For some people, not me, just to clarify, for some people, for some people, FPL is their full-time jobs. And imagine, right, if the, if it's their full-time job, right, and they fail every day or they're going for a bad patch, I feel for them. Just a regular job. Like, how do they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I to no, I totally get what you're saying. There, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but no, like, um, I, you know, I like, you know, having. I think one thing I do want to say, right, having that rapport, and often you may not see it with people publicly, but like, you know, the DMs we've had, the DMs I've had with other people, like, it means so much, you know, like, there's a human side as well, the community yeah, side. That's it. I really value so much during the good times and the not so good times, just talking to people, saying, how are you? You know, it just makes so much difference. So Exactly. Like, and I think, you know, the majority of this little FPL community we have on Twitter the thing I love about it most is everybody's kind of rooting for each other. You know what I mean? You know, we celebrate the good times and, you know, when you when you have the really shit weeks, everyone's together. You know, there's that many people. We all have shit weeks together as well. So uh, everyone's got, you know, everyone wants, everyone's together. See, this is why I'm not very, um, very, uh, you know, decent on FPL Twitter. It's like, I'm the opposite. I hope everyone but me loses every single week <laughs> i do have one question before we, we we tie a bow in the in the high stool um 
at and it, you've kind of touched on it already as I said like this is the easiest chat I've ever had it's like 10-15 questions here and you've just bait them all out without ever me ever having to mention them <laughs> um, but I, I have one here it says one tip you'd give to those riding the red dragon now when I wrote that I thought it sounded great you know going through a bad spell red drag, red arrows and then now reading it back it sounds like you know, uh, a euphemism for a woman on her period. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I don't know how much longevity that has in it. But yeah, if, for, for people going through a bad time, Ash, is there any tip you could give them? Yeah, so I, I will say this, right? That, uh, uh, are we talking about like, like just FPL, right? We're not talking about like. No, no, just uh, FPL. Just... I don't think we're qualified to talk about life. Well, look, with FPL, I right? Am. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> look with FPL in particular I, I would say this that if you are going through a bad patch just realize that that is part of the game number one and also take a step step back and think what is it that is going wrong in your strategy or game planning or the processes if nothing's going wrong in how you're processing it then you know clearly it's a spell that you will hopefully come through but also look back at the good times and think what was happening when you were doing well in FPL are there any lessons or takeaways that you can get from that? But most importantly, I, I really want to stress this point that, and I think this affects a lot of people, that ending the weekend on a red arrow as opposed to a green arrow, FPL is not a game of red arrows and green arrows. But it is about this, that it's not it's not about um, like getting a green arrow and not learning from it, but it's about having you know get, getting the red arrow and then just being able to bounce back from it so i've just completely killed the point i was going to make there now uh, i was going to say i was going to say that like having a red arrow and then just bouncing back really that being able to bounce back and then realizing that actually you could fall back in that trap again um it's just taking it in your stride i'm not sure if that completely made a hash of what I was going to say, but it's not, it's not a game of red and green arrows, but it's a game of, um, you know, taking the points on a week by week basis yeah. and just realize. No, I totally you, get you, Ash. Sometimes you, know, you win, sorry, sometimes you win the battles, right? Yeah. But sometimes you lose the battles, but these little battles might add up, but ultimately it's about the, the big, bigger picture. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I've completely. No, it totally told... does, Ash. And I'll tell you this, you know, anything you say, I take for gospel. Like if you told me my wife was cheating on me, I'd leave her. Hold on, I thought that's FPL Rockstar's uh, line. It is indeed as well. But can I ask <laughs> you a question? Can I can, let me tell you? Let me ask you this, guys. Do you know what's worse than a red arrow? Yes. Two red arrows. What? A red arrow on an international break. <laughs> 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 there you go if that's not the 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 first fpl christmas cracker joke i don't know what is um that's brilliant and i think you know you do make perfect sense uh ash you do you can learn a lot from the reds as much as you can from the green and it isn't as simple as just green and reds but we've heard quite a bit um from or about ash the fpl player now i want to just talk briefly on ash the fpl content creator now i know you maybe you, you don't like to use that word i think it's it's a perfect catch all for for whatever um people do but you at the moment you've got this fantastic fpl hints magazine uh, that you've been working hard on and uh, i had a quick read through it today it's up on the screen for anyone um that's 
that's watching this on YouTube listeners you can find a link in the description below I'll, I'll be attaching all links to all these but I just wanted to have a chat with you about the magazine itself because it's such a like there isn't obviously magazines in their traditional sense is is a is a medium that's dying off this is obviously a virtual digital magazine so it, it, what you know where did that idea come from like where did you think you know what we need a magazine an FPL hints magazine so so firstly um like the idea came about because there have been like fantasy football magazines in the past but then they've they've come and gone right i wanted I wanted something different in so far I wanted something that was by fans for fans, yeah. right? And also to commemorate the 10th birthday or anniversary of FPL Hints uh, this month. It's been 10 years. I can't believe it's been that long. Wow. Here's to you. Congratulations, sir. Slancha. Cheers, mm. Smith. So much. Thank you. Um, so for me, right, I wanted to do it in a different way. I didn't want it to be like something that was dominated by one particular clique. I wanted cool. a, a magazine. That, so and I use that C word. I probably shouldn't have to open a can of worms for saying that. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, okay. I think Patty spells it with a K, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but or click, as some people call it. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm talking... I love the click has made it into this episode. Oh God. Um, but no, I was going to say that I wanted I wanted a magazine, right? That really cut across the spectrum of like FPL, Twitter, I guess, or even FPL. You know, large accounts, old, uh, large accounts, small accounts, um, old accounts, emerging accounts, people that are Hall of Fame managers, people who are not Hall of Fame managers. And I feel that with what I've done, right, and you're right, magazines are a dying breed. With this magazine, it's more of a fanzine, and it's to celebrate and to share content, which I felt would really strike a chord with different FPL personalities and different FPL mindsets. And amazingly, we, you know, first was created, created in a short space of time. Second edition was created in an even shorter space of time. And it's just giving something back to the community. That That's why I basically, the best thing about it is that through the sponsors for the first edition and the second edition, we've been able to do it for free. So you don't pay a penny for it. And wow nor should you. So that's that's what that's what the mindset comes from really. So just a, a celebration and a give back to the ever growing and uh, ever expanding FPL community. Well, that's great Ash and you know what you're always giving back to the community because I've even seen you you know jump on some of the local football teams of course my own local football team Van Harps you're always that's one thing about you Ash you're always fucking giving back. You know what I mean like and you could have been you could have fucking, you could have done it all if you wanted to, you know what I mean? And that's what I love you, about you. You're fucking one of the, the original OGs and one of the nicest people on the platform. Uh, thanks, Paddy. I, I really appreciate it. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. There are there are content creators who charge content like through Patreons and through their paywalls who offer amazing content for value. And I, you know, 100%. Like, I would never, I would never like, you know, disregard you know, them for doing that but like for, for, for me and for many fpl managers of a certain generation i say that as if like i'm like an old like uncle or something but i'm not but like i'm I, i'm i'm from a mindset where like fpl is not my livelihood i, I like you know i've i've I, I do stuff outside of fpl so mm -hmm. it's 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 basically like an addiction or like not a hobby it's an addiction that's kind of 
kind of gone out yeah. of control and I'm still addicted to it. So, you know, I, I it's it's part and parcel of who I am, so, I guess. Exactly. So. And I just want to say, I don't, I'm not a Brooke Roger either. Anyone who's making money, you know, I respect the hustle. People want to pay for it. It's their choice. No, I've always all. been that way. You know. Fuck them all. Uh, that's my motto. But I do really uh, enjoy the what I've seen in this magazine so far. I actually need to go back out and check the first issue because I only I only read the second one today. But as I said, the link will be in the description below. Um, I you know I I echo Patty's sentiments towards Ash, and I fully recommend going out and checking it out. You know, especially if you're just into you know FPL as as you said, like kind of. You know, a little that little bit more. It's like there's a lot of stuff in there that I think um, would be of, of great interest. So a massive recommend from from us here in the Hangover. Uh, before we close the high stool fully, I want to ask you one thing. Now we found out off air, Ash, that you don't drink alcohol. So right. it kind of fucked this question a little bit, and I could, <laughs> I could have left it out, but I did want to get it in. Um, if you were to be served one, you're on death row, you're about to be executed. Um, you're to be served one drink, one final drink. It can be ice cold, it can be roast and hot, depends on you. What do you get? A pint of water with ice. <laughs> All right. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna put you on the hall, of, the the wall of shame. Um, I because it doesn't exist. But with that answer, it's cemented. You'll never leave it. You'll never leave it. Uh, <laughs> on the Hangover podcast. But but, Jer, before you close this up, please let me say one thing. Please yeah. let me say one thing. Ash, you do a fucking spaces every Friday, and it's it's amazing. I actually left my wife in bed one night and went into the bathroom just to, to join your spaces. It was so good, me and Seamus, and you join ours as well on a Friday, and we we have a great crack. Tell us about your spaces before before we wrap this up, because it's 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 you, it's you in your purest form. Yeah, no, thanks, Paddy, for for bringing that up, and I, I appreciated that night when you hopped out of your bed to go and <laughs> <laughs> talk to everyone. They know that was good. Um, yeah, so FPL hints live basically is an offshoot, or uh, well, just it's just a, it's a succession to FPL Live. That was a mm-hmm. live show that I did with two other people um, a few years back, and then that couldn't continue due to technical issues. And then basically Twitter Spaces came about, and I thought, oh wow, this is interesting. I can talk FPL as I do on Twitter, but with, with audio and I don't need a camera. I can just talk and just like carry on. So basically that show um, happens on the eve of every game week. You've, you've listened to your podcasts and all of that's now wasted. You've had the press conferences and then you've got us. <laughs> Think of it as the card box to your black box. Think of it. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. You can't say I'm... that, Ash. You're going to get fucking brought to court. You know what American <laughs> as are like? They'll have you as, up as in Mark chains. Now are fucking, uh, the SWAT coming through your building. But no, Cease and desist. Not... Cease and desist. <laughs> but no, that's 100%, Ash. That's why we do the last orders, because we do this pod tonight. Everything we said could be fucked by, t- by Wednesday or by Thursday or whatever. You know, you, someone gets fucking injured training or whatever. And we do the last orders... And, and like you do as well, and um, we just 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 like all post a uh, bit of bit of chat before, it, you know, after after everything that's been said. And, and uh, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I've not even finished um, the, the, the description of the show, actually. That was just one. The, the cardboard box to your black box, the 60th minute to your 59th minute, the black box. <laughs> That's gone now. Not allowed to call it that anymore. It's the Athletic FPL podcast. <laughs> well done. Honestly, well done, General. You fucking lost that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah. Who who got the who got the goal to who got the um, I'm kind of going through a sippy rope anyway. <laughs> what are you doing, Ash? You're just calling out everyone else, every other podcast. I'm just changing the name to it, but no. Um, no, I I see what he's doing. It's genius. I love it. <laughs> and uh, please make there be more. The who got the goal to who got the assist. I love the, that as well. The universe FPL to planet FPL. You name it. Oh, exactly. But do you, do you know the, the one thing I really like about it? Because um, there are some spaces where you've got like designated speakers and no one else speaks. I love the fact, right, that I can literally speak to someone who I've never spoken to before, right? I turn their mic on, I bring them on the show, they ask their question. It's literally anyone can talk. Yeah. Right? So, and that's the the one thing that it's not like some like elitist cult where it's you know person X and person Y. It's it's basically literally, yeah. We we have regular. Speakers, yeah. It's not like Plonker's fucking Discord. I get you, but no, um, no, I, do you know what? You, you handle that really well. It's something I need to work on in the space myself. A bit of structure, you know, because you know you can only have nine speakers, isn't it? It's like give everyone a chance. You do, you do, you work the room quite well, Ash. Always the professional. Oh, thanks, mate. Like, like with how we do it, right? Is like the the there's a regular. There are some people who are on Twitter Spaces like so regularly. Anyway, rubber ducky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, no, we've got like regular speakers and then we've got those who just come on first time or like the only time. And yeah, the, and there's so many people, by the way, who are like, you know what, we, we'd love to speak on the show, but you have it so late. It's past like everyone's bedtime. So we, we just listen in instead. I'm like, OK, that's fine. But yeah, that's one of the downfalls that it's so late that um, a lot of people in the UK and Ireland don't listen to it. It's more people like maybe in America and the, the the night owls of uh, yeah. yeah, but that that's every negative has a positive. Ash, it connects you with people that you wouldn't usually interact with anyway on a, on a normal day, you know. No, exactly. And Paddy, can I genuinely say right in in the short space of time that I've used Twitter Spaces, I've I've spoken to some really fabulous people. The Norwich fan, FPL Rubber Ducky, Mr. IBK, uh, our Spurs fan in in America who joins from time to time there are some truly fabulous people and you know what makes it even more amazing for me right you get to hear people speak right it's not about oh he's got 10k he's authoritative no there's people i've spoken to with like one follower or two followers right and they've got amazing points to make and it kind of cuts this um rubbish about oh he hasn't got enough followers i'm not going to follow him like yeah that makes sense like you, you realize there are humans on the other end who've got some amazing points to make and it really breaks, you know, it breaks a lot of barriers. So I 100% Ash. And, you know, that's another thing, this whole follower thing, you know, and on following and following. Like, I don't follow people that I don't talk to. So if I end up someone jumps on, like, uh, and have a good conversation with them, and I'm not looking at how many followers I have. If I enjoy that person's company on a space as I'm following them, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. so that that's a nice, that's a nice way to do it as well. Because, no, uh, just, just to, off topic we but people go do go on about this follower on follower thing i had a manchester united account all right yeah had like thirteen thousand followers on it 
and I followed 11,000 people. Wow. I was getting no content that I wanted from that account. It was a fucking mess. So I'm a fantasy football account. So I just want to follow, you know, certain information like news channels and fucking FPL accounts, you know, and, 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 and content. Of course, I'm going to follow people that actually make me laugh or I interact with and stuff like but that I see a lot of people are like, oh, you know, this balance, it's it's a myth. There's no need for balance. Follow who you want to fucking follow, who yes. you enjoy, the information that that gives to you. It's that that's as simple as it. And when you speak to someone in spaces, you enjoy them, you follow them. You know that, and that's what I like about spaces as well. Uh, and you know, at this very moment in time, FPL Rubber Ducky has just started a space. <laughs> That guy just lives on spaces. And, no, no, but speak, I love him. Speaking oh, of FPL Rover Ducky, we're going to get into the FPL Hangover Mini League. And in first position this week, I know there's, he's probably been hanging on to every second that this show has gone on because he's been dying to be top of the league. And he has he's achieved it. He can now retire in peace. FPL Dad, 72 points this game week. Top of the FPL Hangover Mini League, 416 in total in number two. We just mentioned him, the rubber duckies himself. He's got 410 in total. Number three, Donny's Duds. He's got 409. Uh, Var You Kid Me is 405. Number five, Len FC, 402. Six, The Mangled Badgers. I love that name. 398. Joint six, Sham United, 8. 398. Uh, FCS, 397. And in joint ninth, it's Margalai Cost 394 and Kendall FC 394, obviously. So, big congrats to FPL Dad. You absolutely smashed it this week. Once again, I have failed. Don't all, man. I have failed to to find the manager of the week. I've been a bit preoccupied with welcoming our, our fantastic guest for this evening, Ash. But that is the FPL Hangover Mini League. And we are going to wrap up the pod now. Paddy, where can everyone find you? They can find me at FPL underscore FPL Viking underscore on Twitter, and they can find me at uh, the Viking Dippers on Instagram, where I actually do a lot of charity work and uh, raising awareness. And it means the world to me that just if you follow that Instagram account, because every little helps. You know, even spreading awareness and things for for different causes. So, thank you very much. Excellent. The links are below. Ash, where can the ladies and gentlemen of the FPL Hangover find you? All you have to do is go on Twitter search, type in the letters FPL, and I'll pop up. <laughs> Fuck you. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you fucker. All right, brilliant. Uh, so there you go. Type in FPL. You can also look up at FPL Hints. That is his uh, Twitter handle. All he needs is FPL. Yeah. He's the OG. Um, I would like to thank you for coming in this evening Ash I know it was short notice but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on no you're welcome it's been uh, an honour to be on and to be your first uh, English guest uh, I, I can knight you both now uh, you? Paddy of Guinness and, thank you very much a uh, girl of um, uh, Kilkenny oh controversial did you have did you have a good <laughs> laugh Ash did you have fun yes I did sorry what, what? controversial sorry apologies have I I'm Limerick. I'm a Limerick man. I'm not oh, Limerick. Oh, sorry. So, girl of Limerick. I've had lots of fun. Um, I've tried not. <laughs> I've tried um, restraining my my laughter uh, for most of it, but no, it's, it's been a jolly good fun. Thank you so much. 
jolly good fun. Was there a more tan way to sign that off? Um, but no, it is and brilliant and it's great. And we'll we'll hopefully get you back on again soon. And if you do want to check them out, as we mentioned already, uh, every FPL game week eve, there is uh, Chiefs or Ashes uh, Twitter Spaces, and obviously check out our last orders as well. They kind of they're they're in and around the same same uh, day and, and evenings and whatnot. Um, I'd like to thank you all for joining us this evening. If you would like to reach out to us, you can contact us on Twitter at FPL Hangover. Um, you can also send us an email. Um, that's to the FPL Hangover at gmail.com. I hope you all enjoy your game week sixes and God bless. Yeah.